episode of Mingle Silhouette. I am the host, Panther5000. You want to introduce yourself, good sir? Yes. You guys are starting to hear my voice. The takeover is real, all right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use my real... This is Eastside Demone. No, wait. That's not my Twitter I That's my gamer tag on Xbox Live. Yeah, if you want to play some Borderlands or some Left 4 Dead 2. That's only two games I play. It's Demone at Twitter. Uh, I'm here. Vic Demone Jr. Actually, I'm glad you said that because I want to talk about Call of Duty real quick because that came out today. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that game and I'm kind of mad because it's one of those games that's promoting like microtransactions in gaming. Yep. Meaning like, hey, there you, buy, you want to buy stuff for the game and you want to buy DLC. This game actually costs like $300 if you buy everything. <laughs> so fuck you, Call of Duty. You're a, piece of, you're a piece of shit. EA, you're the worst company in the world. You're going to win again for five years in a row. Yeah. But, but in, anyway, let's get into it. Worst company or worst video game company? No, they, they, they won the, the vote for worst company in the world several times consecu- oh. consecutively because people hate it. Good job. That's that. That's you know what you're doing a lot. <laughs> that's something to be proud of. Yeah, and like the the CEO released like a released like a butt hurt message last year. It was pretty hilarious. Like, and he's like he's like we're worse than like people companies tobacco like, companies that like, that like pollute the world and kill people. Like, really, we make video games. <laughs> really, motherfuckers, video games. He was like, guys, get your priorities straight. <laughs> that's was, that's the world right now. I'm like, like, I'm like ah. we make Madden. <laughs> you guys, you guys make people mad. That's what they do. Uh, how, how's your Halloween? Um, Halloween's cool. I went on a date for the first time. <coughs> oh, how was it? It was cool. You want to type it on the air? Is she going to be listening to this? Uh, I don't know. She's in Florida. Are you going to send her a link? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That means you got to give a favorable review. How was it? Was it cool? What'd you guys do? No, it was awesome. But, you know, it was kind of a social date. It was like me and my friends. It was Halloween. So we got drunk. And you know that's love at first sight right there. It is. It is. It doesn't take a lot to keep me happy. That's why I'm happy. So <laughs> sh- shout out, shout out to Vic's date who's listening to this Hi, in Florida. Uh, Just broke a lot of hearts there. <laughs> <laughs> I broke like a lot of hearts. Like three, damn, maybe four. Like, damn, I thought, that, I thought that was me. Damn. <laughs> uh, we we took we took. Uh, Trick or treating for the first time, uh-huh. he was confused as hell. He's like, "Wait, we don't we don't go in their house." We kept trying to walk in there. <laughs> He's like, "Okay, they give us the stuff and then we leave." We, which to think about to think about it as a little kid, Halloween doesn't make any damn sense because mm-hmm. I mean, you they do all the things you tell them not to do. You go to people's houses, <laughs> take candy from strangers, from, from strangers in mask. <laughs> Everybody's in a mask and like what? what like, you don't know what's going on. It just make but but yeah, it was it was a cool Halloween. Halloween. Is, <laughs> It was fun. Like I saw three awesome costumes. All right, I told you about two. Oh yeah, t- but t- t- we talked off air before we started recording a little bit about uh, a dumb costume we saw. But but go ahead and tell the games. I think it's okay. A good story so I, don't, I couldn't tell you what the name of the guys were. So one guy, I, he he would have won best until I tell you who was the best. So one guy, he was dressed up as like the. I hate to say it sounds wrong, but the white guy, the real powder white guys from Mad Max. Uh, oh, yeah, Fury the, uh, Road. the Fury Boys. The Fury Boys. Yeah. So he dressed up like that. He had the skin grass and everything. And then we were drunk and we couldn't think of the catchphrase, well, the, the thing they would say. And then I was like, I yelled it. I was like, witness me. And like, he dude got all juice and everything. The second one, the guy was just like Kung Fury. Uh, it's a YouTube movie. It was a Kickstarter movie. The dude filmed his trailer and asked for a Kickstarter. And it's a, it's a classic 80s movie made in 2015. It was freaking awesome. And the top one. The guy was dressed like Marty McFly. You're like, really, dude? All he did was put on the orange vest, and he dressed like... No, he had the mags on. 
Damn. He had the Air Mags on, and I was like, oh, hands down, you win. Because <laughs> not only do you have, even if they were the cheap ones, they were $500. So, because they were lit up and everything. So, nice. they were, so they were $500. But the fact that you wore it out on Halloween, like, because, you know, you, you just lose your. Uh, That's dedicated. You dedicated right there. You actually stepped out on them and yeah. get in a glass case. Yeah. I just wanted to give a brief shout out to everybody. Who uh, didn't use blackface this year and ah. uh, dressed up as black people? Because uh, you, you still get the effect. You don't have to put blackface on. There was a dude who was a white Steph Curry on Facebook. Nice. And uh, he didn't put blackface on. He just wore a Steph Curry jersey. And that works, right? Exactly. Yeah. That, put a jersey on. I mean, put the jersey on. You know, put some facial hair on. You just do the motion and everything. People, we get it. it yeah. It says it on your back. Yep. Your curry. He had the shoes on, too. I'm like. And what you should have did was just, like, put up shots from everywhere. <laughs> had a basketball and just shoot up shots from everywhere. <laughs> Breaking all the furniture in the house. Uh, people, stop wearing Indian costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop. Indian, like, the more I found out about Native American Indian, like, like it, it kind of... Okay, you know what? I wanted to talk to you about this. People, uh, white guilt. And I'm not talking about white guilt. I want to give you a, a scenario of mine. So I'm learning about, we already know, America was fucked up to the Native American Indians, right? Oh, yeah. And it's starting to really come out, even though I should have known this already. The worst genocide in the history of the world, period. Maybe maybe what they did in Africa, because they fucked up Africa, period, till this day. Africa's fucked up because of the white man. But they killed those Indians, and they were, like, ruthless about it. They had flyers about it, killing Indians. The government was paying for Indian scouts and stuff like that. But the, so they killed 150 Native Americans over the year through the Manifest Destiny and all that bullcrap, right? So that's far worse than what Hitler did to the Jews. And we actually got stuff from what the hell like that, like shit that changed the world. And we did the worst thing, like like we we made Germany a better country for all the sanctions and stuff like that. We built them a democracy and everything. And now they're cool as shit, right? Still pretty racist out there. But the worst atrocities that happened to the American Indians were in California. Like, we did them worse than anybody, even worse than the Trail of Tears with the smallpox and everything like yep. that. So, my point about white guilt is this. I'm a black person. <laughs> I'm a black man, and I'm a proud Californian, but when I hear more and more about this, I shame myself. Even though my people at the time were freaking slaves, and we got it. We didn't get it as worse as the Indians and Native Americans. But we, the shit that, it was a little bit better to be an African American. At least our culture kind of flourished after. You can see a black person anywhere on the street in America. Like, you can, it's hard pressed to find real Native American. Yeah, no, <laughs> was it Dave Chappelle who made that joke? It was like, when, when was the last time you seen a Native American yeah. family? I'm like, damn, you're right. That is, it is, it's, it's fucked up. And, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing you're getting that, like, on top of all this, like people still make stereotypical Native American costumes. Yeah. We still have the Redskins. Oh, dear, California actually was the first state to ban to ban the use of yeah. the word Redskins as when referring to the NFL team. That is. Yeah. So but, my, my my real point was I get shamed of how America treated Native Americans because I'm American. I like being American. I know we're fucked up and everything like that. But I I, I I call myself a proud American. I get shamed about when I hear about all the atrocities that went over the American. And I was a slave. My ancestors were slaves. We were right there with them. So. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you kind of see where, like, I'm going with this. Like, you guys said, like, oh, that has nothing to do with me. That was my ancestors and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, but we still, you still kind of, I feel guilty about bad shit. And maybe that's just me. But 
I was having a conversation about white guilt. People were like, oh, I'm from Slovia, Waki, Waki, Waki. My people came over here as slaves, too, and we were mistreated. And I was like, yeah, that shit stopped. Now your people flourish and that shit like that. And now you can blend in with any white neighborhood in the world until you say, like, a, a last name or something like that. that it's, still, it's still cool to be you in the country. It's like, you can't find Blackfoot right now. <laughs> I think people have find a hard time finding empathy for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't see this customer as offensive, even though people can't identify with a certain thing. They're like, uh, well, if I'm not offended, then it's dumb. Yeah. And you should shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my whole thing. Uh, it's preachy, but whatever. I can say what I want to with the podcast. I even get to curse. Fuck. You sure can. Yeah. I like that. So, well, right, right before we, also before we started recording, we watched the trailer for the Warcraft movie for the first time. <laughs> Uh, so after we laughed a little bit, there was there's a lot of silence for about ninety seconds. The trailer is two minutes and thirty seconds long. <sighs> so more than half of it, we were silent just watching it. Yeah. There's, so uh, before before we even go, so you look up the budget, and the budget was hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars. The movie looked like I made it back when I was really really good in nineteen ninety two thousand. The, when I was in the 2000 when I was in the Tech Academy at uh, Mount Diablo High, go Red Devils. So that's how good the quality of it. I'm like, $100,000 million is not enough t- to make a Avatar, but it was really cartoony, man. It, and it, it was really Lord of the Ringsy. It looks like episode one. Like <laughs> it looks like CG from like 1999. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't. It didn't look good. Man. It looked like, like bad CG from 1999. And $100 million is not enough money to make this kind of budget. I mean, the, the whole movie just looks like that. It's like it opens up with like a computer griffin, and we see a bunch of computer ogres. I just feel like everything, all the characters just say it's like computer. Even on, the on their humans look fake. Yeah, they did. Their armor looks like shit. It doesn't look like a good movie at all. I'm, yeah. incre- I'm incredibly unexcited. I I can't. I, 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 <laughs> as soon as the trailer was over, I said I couldn't wait to see it on Netflix. If you give me a hundred million dollar movie, to and I can't do what I want to, I'm going to do what we used to do to make movie. Like, movie camera effects, like, even though The Matrix was a groundbreaking, they did a lot of stuff with just cameras, and, like, they, like, the last two got real CGI, oh, but a lot of crap was cameras and angles and panning around 360 D's to get all wire, these motions and wire, stuff like wire. that. Wire, It was a lot of wire work. A lot of wire, right? <laughs> My friend Kimberly, she's, like, the first time she ever watched Matrix she, uh, on VHS, uh, it probably was VHS back then. It was the train scene when Neo flips out of the uh, thing. And we're, like, beefing this movie up. Like, this is the greatest movie ever. Because it was the greatest movie ever, like, camera-wise, when we when we first saw it. And so she's watching it. She's unimpressed. She's unimpressed. She didn't get into it. And then as soon as that train scene, when he does the backflip, you're like, those are fucking strings right there. And I was like, no, there's not strings. So you still, you know, VHS, you had to press and press and press <laughs> to get the thing. Sort of fucking strings. I was like, I've watched this movie three times. I never saw a string. She watches it for once and like, there goes some strings. And then she was just done with the movie after that. <laughs> this shit ain't real. <laughs> like, like, I guess. Well, I, I understand. I've seen movies like that. And some people, you know, you just can't get into it. Yeah. But but then they see another movie and they're like, they'll be like, man, the notebook? This shit really touched me. Uh, I, uh, I got a topic for us next time. Top five people who passed on uh, career-changing roles because that makes me pop in. Think about uh, Will Smith. They were going to give Will Smith Neo and he couldn't get his head wrapped around the whole concept of Neo. But it took wiki wiki wild. <laughs> <laughs> 
So and then like I, it was rumors that he was even asking Jada to be like, "Could you hook me up with this? You know, give me the movie uh, yeah. and stuff like that." It's funny that like, well, you passed. Let's get your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be hilarious, man. Yeah, she was like, "You could. That would have been you." <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't do it. And I mean, we. T- well, here here we go. Here, here we go. Every 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 podcast always comes back to Keanu. We need a we need a button that <laughs> Keanu Reeves news. Boom, boom, boom. Six degrees of separation. Fuck Kevin Bacon. And six degrees of separation from Keanu Reeves. Uh, w- welcome to Flamingo Silhouette, aka Keanu Reeves' is greatest actor of all time period. Because <laughs> we talk about him every episode. But let's get back on topic. Warcraft was terrible. But I do want to do that top five later. Yeah, that top five is a good top five because yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple I talk about them way too much it's a good chance to use our useless information yeah oh man and uh, speaking of useless information police unions are pretty pissed off at Quentin Tarantino that is freaking awesome which I think is hilarious in case you don't know Quentin Tarantino said that he wishes police would stop shooting unarmed people and he showed up at an anti-police brutality rally and since then, police have given him hate letters. We're going to boycott your movies. Uh, kind of threatening stuff. Not threatening, not right. But, uh, you know, we got some. They said we got a surprise for you and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Real childish police union and stuff like that. And he, what I love <coughs> about him is, like, he's, like, not. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino is one of the most out-of-touch people in Hollywood next to Bruce Willis. <laughs> but uh, like he didn't back down from it. It's like even if you're out of touch, wrong is wrong. White is white is white. Reddit, this is Burgundy. I think in this room, you can see this shit, and you can see that shooting unarmed people when you when you're highly trained, and they're not military trained, but you go through police academy, right? And it wasn't just a movie, right? They really had police academies. Yes, yes. Is there a guy on the police academy that can make? Funny noises with his mouth. I, I believe so. Okay, in every department. Yeah. So, yes. Right. There's also there's always a Steve Gutenberg, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I've, I've done the research. All right. <laughs> you can, fact check me. Probably five thousand. Okay. Yeah, but and, 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 and please, like I keep saying, I don't hate police. I don't believe all the police are bad. It's just like you guys. He doesn't have a gun. And Tarantino didn't say anything wild. He went on. He's even on MSNBC this week. He was talking to Chris Hayes, and he said that look, I'm not anti-police. I'm just anti-police brutality. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to understand there's a difference between those two. I mean, like like my co-host Istamona saying, it's, it's, this is a pretty black and white issue. He's just saying he is anti-police brutality. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. It, it's, it's, it's probably it's good for all Americans. It saves us all money and it saves mm-hmm. people's lives. If you can't empathize with the loss of life and the uh, obvious racial disparities, please empathize with the fact that this costs taxpayers a lot of money because when people are wrongfully beaten... And, and, and or killed they often uh, sue the police department and taxpayers pay those that money people like to say oh uh, the riots like, that's costing taxpayers tons of money but I mean Google right now see uh, how much uh, the Baltimore Police Department has pay, paid out in terms uh, of tax settlements from from uh, wrongful beatings and deaths it's millions of dollars yeah six million dollars in like the last three years yeah it's awesome and Baltimore is not it's a nice city well, no, actually, Baltimore pretty fucked up. Yeah, uh, but it isn't making all the money to keep doing all this police brutality. They broke a guy's spine in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. That's 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 some extra shit right there. So, so I kind I kind of feel like now I have like double the reason to see Hateful Eight. Okay, because this this protest is coming out right before Tarantino's movie. They're playing right into his oh. hands. They're calling they're calling for a boycott right before his new movie opens up. Now it's like. If I see this, I'm spiting a police union, and I'm seeing a movie that I want to see already. 
Oh, okay. Uh, two birds and one stone. And count, so, count it. Put it on the board. So, so was it? So you were telling me about it. Where the best part about it was where the where the police kind of putting pressure on the company that's releasing the movie. Oh yeah, that's right. So the Weinstein <laughs> company is the company that's releasing the Hateful Eight. Then the Weinstein company is wait 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 no. They say the police are <laughs> police are putting pressure on the police are putting pressure on the Weinstein company. Yes, yes. What movie are the Weinstein company famous for making? In 2013, the Weinstein company released Fruitvale Station. What's that movie about? That movie is about the Oscar Grant case in which we just kind of see a day in life of Oscar Grant before he's tragically murdered by Johannes Miserly of the BART Police Department. So the Weinstein Company is obviously in favor of anti-police brutality. So they fully support Quentin Tarantino's statements. Yeah. He's like, no, say more. Yes. They're like, like, what? They're like, we're we're looking for the part where he's wrong. It's we, like, we fact-checked it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, big ups to Quentin Tarantino, even though sometimes you're, like, weird. But, yeah, wrong is wrong is wrong is wrong. It's never going to be right. And don't believe in what you're doing, even though your movies say the N-word entirely too much. They do say the N-word entirely too much. <laughs> but, hey, I like some of those movies. I like, his, I like his, all of his movies. His, his more recent... I didn't really like Django, to be honest. It was okay. I liked Django. Well, people... <laughs> people, like... Thought the movie was the greatest like thing since sliced bread. I'm like, calm down. It was it, 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 your inner blackness felt better because it's a slave going around killing like not white people but slave owning white people. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And KKK members. Yeah, yeah, he did do that. Uh, let's take a break real quick, and then we're going to talk about some uh, Bay Area news, yeah. including some uh, Bay Area rap. I'll talk about Jay Stone a little bit. Ah, All right, BRB, everybody, enjoy this musical break. Flamingo Silhouette. I'm Omar Gooding. To my left is uh, Donnie Jeffcoat. Welcome back to Wild and Crazy Kids. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, who the fuck is Donnie Jeffcoat? Yeah, that's a weak ass name and I'll never forget it. That's a weak ass name. But I said that because we we just watched the trailer for Chirac. It was in my notes, but uh, Timon reminded me to watch it. And <laughs> so, so I, I set up the trailer for him, uh, and I said, "You're gonna watch it." And you're like, "Haha, yeah, you're seeing how it's going on." Actually, we watched the Spike Lee explaining Chirac. That's not a comedy; it's a satire. And he's real serious about that. And so we got he got in that mind frame, and then I told him, "I was like, there's gonna be a point in the trailer where you're watching it, and you're like, oh, I can't watch this movie.'" 
And it was the exact time. <laughs> and I was right. Was I 100% right when I told you well, you're going to get to the point and you're not watching? You're 100% right. When, and that point is when you see Nick Cannon playing the leader of the gang. Yeah, a leader yeah. of the gang and a rapper. And then you're going to know that the soundtrack, I don't know you know, if there's going to be a soundtrack, but the score of the movie is Nick Cannon rapping like he's a Chiracian gangster. But maybe that is a satire, I yeah. guess. But, you know, I guess the fact that he's like the uh, 100% not gangster is the fact that he's playing the, one of the biggest gangsters in the world in this movie. <laughs> and, okay, and I, Nick Cannon's from a hood. Like, he's from a hood in San Diego. Like, the food grew up rough and shit like that. He's not from a suburb. He got on Wild Crazy, was it Wild or Crazy Kids? He had a Nickelodeon show. He had he a Nickelodeon all, show. all that, I believe, briefly. Maybe wasn't all that, was he? Maybe the lady. I think I wonder. Yeah, he had, so, he had Nickelodeon show. He, he 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 raised up on Nickelodeon and stuff like that. And first of all, Nickelodeon, I like Gigolo. I shouldn't say Nick Cannon is terrible because I thought Drumline is a legit great. Movie. I like Drumline, but Nick Cannon playing not just a gangster, like a shy rat gangster, like Chicago right now is what L.A. was to me when I was a kid. Like yeah. that was the worst place in the world. I was so glad I was from East Oakland, California, and not from L.A. In the, in the early 90s, 80s. So you can hear how crazy that sounds now. I was so glad I wasn't from L.A. And glad I lived in East Oakland where it was safe. That's how much L.A. scared me. That shit was like a nightmare. So that's what I think of as Chicago. It might not be that bad, but it is. It's terrible out there, right? And so then you got Nick Cannon of all rappers slash actors slash people that used to be on Nickelodeon. I could pick like a four or five people I'd rather have on from Nickelodeon play Chiraki and Gangster than but Nick Cannon. I'm glad I saw, I'm glad I saw the little uh, before with Spike Lee. The little disclaimer before because if I didn't see it, I'd be kind of I'd be probably a little bit offended and kind of pissed off. But now I, I kind of see what he's doing and just trying to make some commentary, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see it. I, I do want to see it. You got Wesley Snipes in it. You got Dave Chappelle returning to the big screen. I miss Dave Chappelle. I do he miss Dave Chappelle. He's looking fat. Now. Yeah, he did. I miss Wesley Snipes too. This Wesley so, and he's got an orange eye patch on, so we'll see what that's yeah. about. And Jen- Jennifer Hudson's there too. J Hood. Uh, was that Taraji P Henson or one? Was there? <laughs> she can't be in everything. Man. <laughs> uh, who was that? She's, she's, it was not Taraji. It was. Uh, she's busy being Cookie. No, Angela, Angela, but she's Angela Bassett. No, it was somebody else. It was. It was. It was a light skinned woman. I don't know who she was. I don't think we've seen her before. To be honest. You know what? Continue amongst yourself. <laughs> amongst yourselves. Oh, okay, I'm going to keep talking to myself. Wow. Uh, we are not going to check IMDb for the action oh, scenes in this movie. <laughs> uh, thank you to our sponsor, IMDb. <laughs> Unofficial sponsor of the podcast, IMDb. Thank you. And for- like, you're right. I actually do want to see the freaking thing because uh, it looks cool, man. It's a lot of favorite actors. Uh, I don't know how much uh, Sam Jackson's going to be in it, but it, you know, it looks cool. Plus, I want to see what Spike's been up to. Yeah. The, I didn't see the sweet blood of baby Jesus or whatever that was. I don't think anybody did. Did you see it? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. I think my, <laughs> phone, I think my phone's got hacked. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish Angela Bassett would have played Storm at some point. They need to recast the whole damn thing. And start from scratch. They're gonna start her after this this last next X Men movie. Okay. But the new storm is from Oakland. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Yes. Alexandra Ship, Ice Cube's uh, wife in uh, Straight Outta Compton. I haven't seen Straight Outta Compton yet. Damn. All right. 
Oh, that's because I'm feeling IMDb wrong. Uh, let's let's talk about that uh, Bay Area riot in Berkeley. <laughs> so Berkeley's been a news as of late. <laughs> no, I'm gonna use my uh, Anchorman voice. Berkeley, California has been in the news as of late for two reasons. Now, uh, so on Halloween, there was okay. There, I, I see all this. It wasn't a riot. It was just some rowdy kids out there, you know, blowing off some steam. Vandalizing some cars, and you know, it's about 5,000 of them. I'm glad the police you know, they only used the tear gas to disperse, and you know, only three arrests raised out of 5,000 people. You know, they were just, you know, rowdy college kids fighting for their right to party. I mean, sure, there's weapons involved, and there's only three to 5,000 people involved, mm-hmm. but the police want to make three arrests, mm-hmm. and there's only thousands of dollars worth of damage. Mm-hmm. Only fires and a couple explosions, and windows broken. Well, this is the first time in a while there's been a, pro, a, 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 a gathering of people. That got out of hand in Berkeley, right? It never happens in Berkeley, right? No, no, this never happens. And, no. the, and the police, especially in Berkeley, mm-hmm. always respond accordingly and appropriately. Oh. If you can't tell, we were speaking the language of sarcasm because <laughs> Black Lives Matters, if Black Lives Matters was to bring 300 people out there, the police are in full riot gear throwing tear gas and pepper spraying people in the face. Hitting if, people, yeah, hitting people in the head with tear gas containers, yeah. which are huge and heavy. Uh, then we got uh, the Occupy, the Occupy, the 99, the 99%, 99% yeah. Full ride gear. They got their ass whooped as well, yeah. <laughs> Full ride gear. But some rowdy college students blowing off some steam. Yeah. That's fine and dandy like sour candy, my that's, friend. That's not a riot. What are you guys, you know, at the police, you know, you guys are always making stuff. And I'm glad the police, you know, whatever the fuck ever. All right, if it would have been 300 black people after a basketball win, shit. It's called the National Guard. Yes, and Fox News did not cover this issue, of course, because okay. uh, it was not a right. A little shock, right? Shit. Okay. So then we go, next thing that happened in Berkeley, Berkeley was really, really busy. What else happened in Berkeley? Was there, was there some kind of a protest in Berkeley? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are they the protest capital of America? Tell me about it. So about, uh A student, an unknown student, uh, well, they know who it is because... You got logins, and so gets on the website, posts a lot of N-word, 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 and not the N-I-G-G-A that we all love to use, right? The N-I-G-G-E-R-A. And then they said December 9th, there's going to be a lynching on the Berkeley High campus. Berkeley High waited a week to notify students and parents, and the students were outraged. What I love about Berkeley, it might be the most liberal city in America. So they got immediately they wrote to, they they organized a walkout. Three thousand of the kids, I think it was three thousand. I don't know how many people at Berkeley. Them half of the student body walked out of class. They marched. They organized. They did a protest at Berkeley. Walked across the street at Berkeley High. Walked across the street to the school. What is it called? The education building, whatever. The Board, Berkeley, Board of Education. The Board of Education building. Did a little protest out there. Then they walked over to UC Berkeley where the clock tower thing is. I don't want to call it a clock tower, but the tower thing. And then they all protested out there. And I'm pretty sure they got met by a lot of Berkeley UC Berkeley students because they heard a riot. They had a protest outside. I assume there's like, <laughs> instead of fire alarms, they have like protest Protest alarms. alarms. <laughs> like, everybody out. The, All right, the protest. Berkeley has like you know that history mobilizing quickly, and you know, they they're ready for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, it uh, you know, but that was a ride. Of course, that was a ride. Of course. You can't have angry high school students scared because they're what about a lynching? No, 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 no. Right, tear gas, everything, full ride gear, tanks. 
But if, if it's for sports, it's okay to write. Yeah. Or Halloween, then it's okay. Halloween sports, uh... Surf competition, <laughs> uh, pumpkin... Pump. Holy shit, uh, Snoop's in the movie, in Chirac. You mean Snoop from The Wire, right? Snoop from The Wire. Yeah. I thought she was in jail. How my hair look, Mike? <laughs> I love that part, man. You look good, girl. You look good, girl. In credits. I thought she was in jail. Because she is a real thug. A lot of those guys in The Wires were real thugs. They sure were. Yeah, like Slim Charles, sure real thug. <laughs> Great actor. R.I.P. Uh, Prop Joe. Fat Boy died? Yeah. He's like a gorilla? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, wow. R.I.P. He didn't just die recently, but I just wanted to say that. Okay. Because we love The Wire on this show. The Wire was the greatest TV show ever, and I used to argue with people about that, and then I think Entertainment Weekly or one of the TV shows was like, no, The Wire is the greatest show ever. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I used to get in an argument with people about... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Breaking Bad is what's way better than The Wire. I'm like, it is The Wire. Then it's like, no, Sons of Anarchy is way better than The Wire. No, no, Sons of Anarchy is The Wire. You guys, this shit came from one thing, right? Yeah, it did. Those are those Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad are, are entertaining television shows. The Wire inspired them in in a lot of ways. People, people, you need to watch it. Know where you're coming from. Do your homework. The Wire is uh, it's a slow start and has one of the most uh, satisfying endings of any television show. Except ever. they kill when they go Omar. <laughs> Man, you know when I when I watched that, I read, I read that Omar died before I watched it. No, it, it pissed me off. Man, it was like one of the biggest spoiler alerts of all time. <laughs> I've had a bunch of those, and yeah, if somebody would tell me that, I, I would have went the wire on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funny part about that was it, he was supposed to be like a one off. He was supposed to get killed, and they were like, nah. Let's run with this whole Omar character. And that was my favorite character on the show. And people are like, oh, that's your favorite character? He's gay. And I'm like, that would made him awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of The Wire, I talked to uh, Bodie on Twitter a couple of times. What? About comic books. So I'm trying to get him on the show. What? Bodie. Another one of my favorite characters. So that's that's why Twitter is dope to people who don't like Twitter. That you can just talk to Bodie. While they were treated one of my tweets. And I thought that was awesome. That's hella tight. And yeah. MC Hammer follows me on Twitter. I'm one of the few 64,000 people. Few, so, I know, that's few. That's so few. Shout, out, shout out to Hammer, though, for real. Because Hammer, Hammer's dope. I talked to him a couple times on Twitter as well. I make an argument that people don't really understand how much Hammer's old, Hammer's original music slapped and how good of a lyricist he was. It was. He's underrated. And it was my favorite thing about Hammer, besides him being from Oakland, California, Town Hammer, up. Hammer was the independent rap guy. He made <coughs> independent rap music, and we like we can say all the Bay Area. There. He was the guy that told Capitol Records, "Fuck you! I can make more money selling <laughs> records on my own. You better come correct when you give me this check." Hammer was the first guy to have his fucking own cartoon show. He was had a Taco Bell commercials. He had Pepsi commercials. He had all this stuff. And then what did they do? They hated on him for selling out. And now, what does every rapper want right now? They want their own cartoon show. They want their own Taco Bell commercial. They want their own fucking soda commercial. You can't hit on Hammer when you still want to be Hammer. It doesn't make any damn sense. They had their own clothing style. Like, Hammer was that. He was the dancer. <laughs> he, was a, he was a dancer. He had his own clothing style. He was a rapper. He probably was a producer, too. He was an independent, rap, he was an independent mogul. He fucking had all these sponsorships. Hammer is a rapper right now. He just doesn't sing with auto. I mean, he he is right now, and he just doesn't sing with auto tune. And his beat slapped. Yep. He had his own dance. Shout out to Hammer. I'm and he sampled music. He sure did. Without permission. <laughs> yep, that was gangsta as fuck. 
from Rick James. It's like Rick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell the Hey, since since we're talking about uh, town town rappers, I'm gonna talk about Jay Sound's new album real quick. Uh, Tears of Joy. I heard it a little bit uh, before we started recording, and it's it's pretty much what you expect from Jay Sound in a good way. It's his uh, 14th studio album. I'm like, God damn, that's a lot. He started young, In- Independent rappers, man, they fucking work. They fucking work. And they uh, got that work. I reach <laughs> <laughs> Shady Dane is one of my favorite rappers. Shout out to Shady380. I don't know that's his Twitter name, but Shady Ray was one of my favorite, like, is my favorite Bay rapper, even though I, I, I fall off and listen to his music, but I really follow him on Twitter. He tweeted me, retweeted me one time, and that was freaking awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> he put on his Twitter, like, you can get grenade launchers and you can get grenades and rocket launchers in the hood for the love. And I retweeted it, and I was like, I think you're serious. <laughs> I think that was like, hey, how at me for grenades. For rocket launchers and grenades. I got them. You can find me at Acorn. <laughs> Hell yeah, hundreds. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. But, uh, when I think it was, who got robbed buying weed in the, in the Bay Area? And then like Little Blood gets over there like, that's because you fucked with the wrong niggas. If you came with these live wire niggas and bought weed for us, you'd have been all right. <laughs> live wire for hire. Shout out to everybody. I like, I like Shady Nate too. Uh, but it has a lot of good guest appearances. Uh, the Jack is on it. Uh, rest in peace, Jack. Rest in peace, Jack. And uh, DJ Fresh has one of the dopest. DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh. Yeah, he has a dopest drop in the game. Nope. He has with the sound with the sound wave voice. Nope. Who has a better drop than oh, DJ Oh yeah, the sound wave voice. Yeah, it's like it's like the the Transformer sound wave voice. Like DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh. Oh no, yeah. just thing. No, best. I actually tweeted and he tweet retweeted me too. Uh, Dupree from uh, LOS League of Stars God damn it Dupree That's my favorite drop in the game Can we just segue into that Or are we going to go with other news Nope let's, let's just talk about it Alright segue into segue uh, I brought up a top 5 We're doing top 5 every week Yep. So I brought up a top 5 And top 5 producers and we had to narrow it down because we, if we go producers, we can go pop, we can go this, we can go that. But we're going to do rap, R&B, rap, producers, black music. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so top five producers. And we had a lot of intertwining and stuff like that. And this is hard because... It was, it was tough making this list, man. It was tough. And then we couldn't say top five. We just had to say our favorite producers. <laughs> and then the list is still hella long. So you want to go first? You want me to rattle off a couple? Alright, so I don't even think it's top five, it's just favorite five things, because I can't do it. So, I think we can talk about one, because he's on both of our lists. Is Dre yeah. on both of your lists? Uh, not in the not? Alright, then Jermaine Dupree. Okay, we can both talk about it. Alright, Jermaine Dupree. Um, not the greatest rap producer album, but you know he writes his own crap. Uh, Jermaine Dupree has worked with everybody in the rap game before, like now, because the rap game sucks. Uh, I mean, with, I mean, I don't even know where to start with the hits he's made. I yeah. mean, you, you, can just, you can just say just rap and it's damn amazing. Yeah, I mean, you, you can, can just you, say the hits he made on his album with the Ferrari Jaguars yeah. with the top down screaming out money ain't thing. Like him and Jay Z, that video was like rap godliness right there. They're yeah. racing fucking yeah. hundred thousand dollar cars, throwing money out the window, slacking on your pimping. The song, the song still goes, uh, <laughs> and the beat slaps. It does. It does. I think it was a Life and Times of 1944, Don Chi Chi, like all that stuff. Yep. And then he did the Emancipation of Mimi, and I don't like Mariah Carey. I think she has a nice voice. 
She's looking kind of old in that war, to, that war of war thing. But anyway, uh, he did that album and that album, freaking fire. He did that Janet Jackson album, freaking fire. So he's a multifaceted, multi-talented producer, and he's one of the greatest producers of all times. And people it like he's up there. He's a top five. I want to go back farther and talk about Crisscross and Ooh. how he and Usher, the Brad. Oh, uh, the Brad. I didn't say Usher. My way. Classic R and B album. No, um, I'm talking about the song "My Way." Well, no, I mean he. I mean he did great stuff. I mean, Welcome to Atlanta. Uh, we can talk about he. I don't, we can talk about Jermaine Dupree for another hour. Exactly. But, he, but he, he he did a lot of great stuff, and he definitely deserves a spot in the top five producers of all time. Uh, do we both have uh, Timbo or the Timbo? Timbo. Yep. Let's talk about Timbo. Aaliyah. Uh, drop the mic. Last. Yep. I want a mic. To drop so we can actually get the drop mic sound without so, dropping an actual mic. Last week we talked about kind no, of, that, we talked about rap rap label dynasties, but I added uh, Blackground to mine because all right, all right, this is my drop mic go, sound. Go for it, go for it. Yeah, there we go. Phone, phone, phone. That was pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the actual mic I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> but last last week I talked about my name, uh, Blackground, for one mm-hmm. of my favorite favorite labels of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, Timbo was a big part of that. He made classic albums with uh, Aaliyah. He made classic albums on his own with Magoo. Timbo and Magoo. Uh, Genuine. Genuine. Uh, and he was one of like the first producer that didn't just stay in camp. <coughs> like he was making songs for everybody. Uh, he had a signature sound. Uh, wow, I just popped one in my head. But he had signature sound and uh, Aaliyah. Can I drop my mic again? That, I'm fucking Aaliyah. That's all I need. That's all I need right there. Dude, 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 dude. One in a million. I like come on, Aaliyah, dude. And freaking. He he stopped. He got bored with hip hop. He was like, "You guys don't pay me enough." All right, then he was like, "You know what? I'm going to be a co-producer in a new TV show, and I'm going to make a bunch of movie for it, and you guys a bunch of money for it, and you guys are going to go crazy in Empire." Yep, Timo just said, "You know what? I'm going to print my own money." So yep. here, here we go. So that and y- y'all must have forgot I'm Timbo, Timothy, if you if you know me. Now, I think my list might get a little different at this point. All right. uh, do you want to go? Or do you, should I go next? All right. One of my favorite guys, because he's also one of the guys I can first remember to have his tagline out there on all his beats. Just Blaze. Just motherfucking Blaze. That, like, Rockefeller, late 90s, early 2000s, just Blaze. Just fucking Blaze. Flip side. Yeah, that's all I need. Is he going to get too old if I drop the mic too many times? You can do it one more time. No, I want to say everything. Okay, okay. Just motherfucking Blaze. Exhibit C is fire. Uh, he does a lot of great beats. He does beats for uh, he did the, Dip, uh, Dipset. Uh, he did some stuff with Slaughterhouse. I was dope. Damn it, I should have just said uh, the Rockefeller camp at that time because then you had Kanye. Can I do that? Can I renege and just say Just Blaze slash Kanye Rockefeller Records producing team that that because Purple Haze. No, I'm, I'm not even a real big Cam fan, right? Oh, I love Cam. Cam is so like, dope. But Purple Haze... And freaking Kanye West, 2000, that area, that whole thing. But, all right, just like, I'm not going to do Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of my other favorite producers, Daz, was on, uh, was he on Purple Haze? No, he was on Come Home With Me. Mm-hmm. I bought a lot of Cam albums back then. Yeah. <laughs> Cam has one of the most unique flows. Up oh, there goes another top five. Most unique flows ever. Like, I didn't get it at first. And then, like, shout out to D Spence, D-E-S-P-E-N-C, uh, one of the greatest DJs ever. He taught me how to DJ. Actually, I can't say that because that's a, that's not a credit to him. <laughs> uh, nah, but he made me listen to Purple Haze. We used to ride together. He was like, no, you're going to love Cameron. He said, top, and that means tongue on penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Shout out to Dee Spence. Uh, remember when we used to ride in a Russian's blazer after school? Remember that? Anyway, <laughs> we, we talk about that after the show. But that's my earliest memory with Dee Spence. Uh, other favorite producer? I wanted to pick somebody from Detroit because I really like that, like Detroit mm-hmm. uh, Soul Sample Sound. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go with Jay Dilla, but instead I'm going to go with uh, Denon Porter from D12. He's a big, oh, he, yeah. he's an in-house producer for, like, got a new for like Aftermath. Yeah, I did see that. I haven't heard it yet. I got uh, Denon Porter's recent little uh, EP with like Fonte, mm-hmm. uh, Royce, uh, and uh, somebody else who I can't forget, but he's on there. It's, it's, it's a good production. He produced a lot of lot for like a G Unit, uh, Eminem obviously, uh, D Twelve, and I think he has like a good unique sound. I and mean, he's also one of those iconic producers. So like when you hear it, you know it. He's worked with Dr. Dre a lot, so I think they a lot of his like work ethic kind of rubbed off on him, mm-hmm. and it's like really kind of like honed his talent. And uh, he's he's a great producer. Detroit producers don't get a lot of credit for their stuff, and their stuff was more musical than they a don't. lot of stuff. Because I don't know that it didn't get out, and it's not club bangers and stuff like that. So. But like, like you said, like you can get a Dilla and be like, "This was drum batters and shit." Like, like you still don't even set a Dilla right now, even though he's password. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle Cat, DJ Battle Cat. Excuse me, I follow him on Twitter. DJ Battle Cat was Crip and that LA sound back then. Uh, G'd up, G'd up, Eastsiders. The start to do 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 do. God damn. You know this motherfucking doghouse collab. Oh shit! Wow, you know this got the bang. Ooh, ooh, that, hell yeah, DJ Battle Cat, one of my favorite. Uh, he did that, that E40 and uh, Nate Dogg. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, he has like, produced some classics. Shout out to Battle Cat. Yeah, you made Battle Cat. He's still making iconic beats to this day. I think he has some dope songs on documentary too, if I'm not mistaken. And he was like another one of those underrated producers. But you know, it's not even underrated producers that weren't uh, attention whores back then. We knew Dr. J because he was the, he was also a rapper. He was also a rapper. Like everywhere he was, he was also a rapper. He was on the tracks and stuff like, and not as an uh, like attention getting whore. He was a rapper in a rap group mm-hmm. who did the beats, even though Q wrote his stuff. But it's like he did the stuff. So I'm not calling him attention whore, but now producers want to be just as famous as the rappers they produce for, which is kind of weird. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm attempting to say Pharrell. I don't really like him too much. Any, <laughs> it popped in my head <laughs> too much anymore. But back when he was doing Neptunes. like when he was doing like hard beats, Neptune was doing like. Think about when like Nori came out. Well, he back, said, well, "I'm right. the guy that made Neptune's famous," and he's right. But the one song that can you can, can we my Vulcan mind meld right here mm-hmm. on the the song that made Neptune's the famouses? All right, one, two, three, say. I wanna love Brandon. you, baby. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh okay well which came out first uh, I think Grindy came after Grindy I, I want to say that okay but what, what, what okay, I was, just wanna love okay you. Was, give it to me was that before the JT song featuring the clips cause that was kind of like a breakthrough as well no I think that's after that stuff <laughs> yeah I just want to love you was like the biggest yeah. first hit but but I think do, Nor- do. get you bling like the Neptune sounds Nori's hits like got them to that JT yeah 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 because Jay-Z doesn't like work with like new people like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, alright, you're popping a little bit. I'm gonna, and I'm going to jump on your hype train. Yeah, they, they made beautiful. They complimented each other real because Jay-Z's club music back then. Club, Jay-Z was a club back then. And that was a banger for, it's still a banger right now. You put that shit on. I just want to love you. You, sing, you can sing it while you're drunk. But I, I'm not going to put 
friend in my top five. Okay. I, don't, I don't. I don't have another. Honorable mention. Yeah, honorable a great mention. honorable mention. There's so many honorable mention on top five. Well, not top five. Oh, great producers at the time. And like now it's saturated and stuff like that. I can think of a few producers that are slapping right now. But it's like, eh, you don't have your sound. Yeah. And like DJ Mustard, I was talking about DJ Mustard sound. DJ Mustard sound. I was like, I heard your sound doing this movement in the Bay Area. And he was yeah. like, no, I got all my stuff from Lil John. I'm like, I'm like no. No, you sound also, like a Bay Area producer. And also, we're not going to be talking about DJ Mustard next year. Oh, <laughs> 10 summers. Yeah. No, we're not going to be talking four about Four summers. I, mean, I gave you four. I mean, DJ, I mean, Lil John is obviously still doing stuff. He's going to be here another 10 years. I'm sure. yeah, Lil John is, he's. If he wants to be, he's like, if he's like doing something else. But. Exactly. I mean, he, he credits like uh, Dave Chappelle for making him a house. Oh, that should be up there, Lil John. Like making him a household name with the Dave Chappelle show. What? Okay. Damn, little John seems like a cool dude. He's like, damn, Dave Chappelle made me famous. I'm like, I'm like you made yourself famous. You made yourself famous, famous, but like household name because Dave Chappelle got into a lot of audience. Uh, Ofe, I think it's what it's called. Ofe, Quitsilocha. Audience right there. But uh, uh, back to our top five Teddy Riley. Teddy motherfucking Riley. He wouldn't be in my top five, but like, I see where you're going. Like, New Jack Swing, he had a sound for not, it was his sound. It was a sound of R and B at the time because uh, I mean he inspired he was in Black Street, uh, Wretched Effects guy right uh, guy and inspired one of my favorite R and B groups ever, Jodeci. Jodeci. He knew a Dr. Dre beat them hard piano keys, right? And even though I don't think Compton was it. Compton should have been called an EP and given out for free as a mixtape. <coughs> it shouldn't have been the last thing I get from Dre. Like, the stuff I was hearing that, that was leaking, that was supposedly detox, uh, the detox thing, that shit was fire. Compton was like, ah, and everything like that. But Dre, like, he ushered it in, like, two, three decades of stuff. He had the, he brought us with the gangster stuff, one of the fathers of gangster rap, with NWA. Then he gave us freaking. Death Row and that was just awesome. Daz Dillinger's honorable mention for all the shit he did, but he had a sound. Then he had a sound after. Then he had the aftermath. The aftermath of that. So he his span, and then he just you guys. You know you guys don't feel like paying me half a million dollars for my beats anymore. So I'm not giving you beats anymore. Fuck you. But when he puts out a beat like the recipe, that's just classic Dre. I'm gonna go Warren G. Mm-hmm. Who is obviously affiliated with uh, Death Row, but never actually on the label. But uh, I still like his music to this day. He did the great song on Prince's new mixtape, No Static. Obviously, Regulate. And his uh, work with Nate Dog. Uh, he did some. He did a hit for Young Jeezy with uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the Neil track. That was, yep. that was a dub beat. You said. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Warren G's still making dub songs. Shout out and then my last five, it's a toss-up between Manny Fresh, and he didn't win, but I just want to give my honor mention to Manny Fresh, because like I said last week, Manny Fresh was put, putting out song after song after sound the fools on the radio for a while. Even though you knew that was a Manny Fresh beat, he just gave you fire. Like, my favorite radio station on Pandora right now is Hot Boy Station, and I have to delete a lot of crap so I can just get... Old Hot Boys, Guerrilla Warfare area, when they were all together, that shit. But my top five producers, I'm cheating because it's all the producers that produced E-40 albums before Grit and Grind. Tom Bosco, <laughs> Studio Tone, Ant Banks, 
uh, Rick Rock before all that stuff. And that collaboration that made E-40 sound from Federal up into Grit and Grind, Jesus, tap dancing Christ, that is some good fire music. I forgot about Rick Rock. I should have picked it. So, the combination of E-40 producers, I know how to name them all, but like Bosco, that's that, all that stuff, that L-I-Q, the, the real mob music, the real function music, stuff like that, man, Fody Walter. Uh, quick shout out to Rob Lowe. Oh, I didn't say Rob Rob Lowe. I think Rob Lowe. Yeah, you know Rob Lowe's going to be in my top five. He's got to be. Ah, nice. Yeah, he's got to be. Rob Lowe was like, Rob Lowe, when I was young, I'm like, I heard this for the first time. I'm like, God damn, what is this? What is this? <laughs> it's like I heard my mom's voice for the first time. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I just saw, I couldn't see. I, I, I could only hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you heard the Rob Lowe beat and you knew life was going to be all right. Oh you, it came to you at a yeah, hard time yeah. in life when you didn't believe a lot of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was it was dope. And uh shout out to who who else in the bay? Rick Rock. Rick I Rock. I forgot him. Uh the mechanics. You guys are dope. Uh DJ Fresh. DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh. Best drop of the game. Uh, uh <laughs> shout out to Dupree from uh League of Stars, best drop of the game. You know, we did a lot of a lot of good like rap talk, but also right before we started recording, we saw, <laughs> we, we saw uh a clip of aspiring mogul who is a Christian Republican rapper. What's his name? Aspiring mogul. Okay, I know he's an aspiring mogul, but what's his rap name? Yeah, I was like, what is your name? So I click on the link, and then we find out that his name is actually aspiring mogul. Oh, so this is that was the Abbott and Costello joke for yeah, a while, yeah, but yeah. his rap name is aspiring mogul. Dude looks like you know what, and I hate to give people shine, but you got to look at this guy. He looks like. Uh, old, he looks like a young old Russell Simmons. I don't know how to explain that. He, you can say maybe he's thirty something, but he looks like he's got a lot of highway miles on him. It's looked like he commutes from Sacramento to LA for work for the last three years, and that's that's your Honda. That's how, <laughs> how your Honda is after commuting from Sacramento to LA for work because it's just cheaper than living in LA, right? This, this, this he looks like one of those dudes who is telling your supervisor when you come back five minutes late from the break. Hmm. No, you know who he looks like. Have you seen? Uh, did you see Kingsman? Yeah, he looks like Samuel Jackson in Kingsman. Hell yeah, he, looks, <laughs> he looks like he's lived a hard life. Yeah, like he's like hard. He's like I'm 25, y'all. I'm like, Dude. <laughs> that's what happens when you're a Christian rapper Republican. He, I played a little bit of his preview of like Republican rap music. He literally says like, "Pull up your bootstraps." He's using like common Republican phrases, and I'm like, what? What are the worst part about it is? What what in the fuck? Who is going to buy this? (laughs) Who is his market? His market is, we had it as Southern Southern Baptist white kids. That's true. That's something that their their parents can feel safe about. It's like, it's the Will Smith for Republicans. (laughs) Pull up your bootstraps. Nah, 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 nah. He's not a bad rapper. It's the worst part. He's not a bad rapper. He's actually a decent rapper. It's just, he's putting bars together. It's, I, just, it's, I, just hate, I just hated the message. The message was terrible. It's like it's like if Eminem spit about raping babies. It's like oh my god, this is fire. But he's talking about raping babies. <laughs> I don't know if I condone this. It's just slaps. I'm like, man, he hates affirmative action. I love this. Exactly. And he is endorsing Ben Carson. I don't like Christian rap to begin with. I can tolerate stuff, and I you gotta understand, I am a Christian. I love the Lord and everything. I believe in white Jesus. You know, He died for our sins. <laughs> uh, um, 
he freed the slaves, right? Yeah, he did all that stuff. He did all that stuff, and I'm a Christian. I I, uh, I could be a better Christian, but I hate Christian rap music. <laughs> like I don't okay, I don't hate it. I dislike Christian rap music. Something about the I don't know. I, you can give me hate mail. Blow me up on Twitter. Boycott me. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, uh, just a, it, it it was a news story, and then it got awesome real fast. Um, John Boyega, that's his name. Yep, John Boyega. And Mark Hamill were uh, two of the lead guys uh, for the Force Force for Daniel Twitter handle, where a guy's terminally ill and one is uh, last dying, which is like they gave him like two months to live. He's got a rare, rare uh, bone cancer, I think it is. He's a fanboy of Star Wars, and he just wanted to see the movie before he passes. And they started Twitter, got some feed, and they're going to let him watch the uncut version because he doesn't have too much. So, you know, if you know you got it and you're at peace with it and you just want to see one thing, he's like, yeah, thank you, Disney. Thank you, George Lucas, for, you know, being human. Yeah, it's dope. And I think Mark Hamill and George Lucas and John Boyega, you guys, you guys did a good thing. That's cool. Dope sauce. And shout, shout out to... Uh, George Lucas for donating money to his school to do a scholarship for uh, black and Latino students to get into filmmaking. I think that was him apologizing for Jar Jar Binks. Speaking of, so we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how Twitter gets, how, how, how Twitter gets so mad about black people playing, playing maybe white roles mm-hmm. and I'm doing air quotes. White roles in Hollywoods, and no one's get pissed about the outsourcing of American hero jobs. And I thought it was just one person. <laughs> like I thought Superman. I was like, "Man, Superman's British. How the fuck is Superman going to be British?" Oh, and Spider Man, because Andy Samberg said a funny jokes. He's like, "Wait a minute, Spider Man's British." He's like, "We have an all time low unemployment, and you outsource Spider Man." <laughs> and I thought it was a little funny. But I was like, "That's that's fucked up." And then you were like, "No." All your favorite superhero characters are not American. Like, these American icons are not played by Americans. The last Batman. Batman was British. Spider-Man's British. Uh, Superman's British. You can go on on and on. You can go on and on. Uh, Thor, even though... What is he? Thor's Australian, right? He's he's not American. He's not American. I think he's Australian, which, I mean, if you're going to get... Somebody not American to play Thor. Why don't you get a Viking of somebody of Viking descent and like had the real voice and everything? Bring like back the superhero jobs to America. Yes. Won't y'all start that Twitter? Be outraged about that. Batman's British. <coughs> uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk about Spectre real quick. You saw it. Saw Spectre. How was it? Spectre. Uh, spo- we, spoiler free, please, because I don't see it. So. Okay. Spectre was good. It it looks like the last one. That's not spoiler, right? No. So, it looks like the last one. I didn't like James Bond movies. They were long, old James Bond movies. I didn't like them until this guy started doing it. Daniel Craig? Yeah, Daniel Craig. I don't like them until, I don't like Pierce Brodman. I'm not a fan of any other ones. I like Sean Connery, but those movies were long, drawn out, not enough action. And I got ADHD, right? And so, his movies were awesome. And it was it was a Bond movie. I I think they could have used Christopher Waltz more. Like you can use him in anything. Like if they were going to make a new Die Hard, I don't care who you cast for. Just make Bruce Willis and have um, Christopher Waltz be the third brother, the youngest baby brother of the last two German dudes that he killed, 
and have that be like just make remake a whole other thing with another German dude and it'd be awesome. Was it Hans 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 Fru- Gruber Hans Gru- Gruber right? Yeah. I said, oh, that's a pull out of my ass. Make him a th- the third Gruber brother. I uh, good chat. But yeah, I, I'm in the same boat with you. I thought the old mom movies were kind of cornball. But when Daniel Craig took over and they like soft rebooted the series, I'm like, damn, this is pretty dope. And so, last thing I want to say is, I, I to get back on Twitter being outraged, there was a rumor, I don't think they're going to do it, that the next Bond was going to be Idris Alba. You, am I saying his name right? Idris Idris. Idris, 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 Idris. Idris. Stringer Bell. It's fine. Yeah, Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell. Heimdall. Aka Heimdall. I can't wait for that movie to come out. Never. Uh, he might be the new James Bond, and I can't wait for the the retard reaction. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that word. The see how PC I've become in my old age. The stupid people that are be like, oh, they're taking another job away from American actors because you know somebody's gonna say that they're taking another way a job and giving it to a black guy. Why can't we just keep all our American and white Americans, you know, the job? And I'm like, they're really not gonna get that. That is a British movie made by British people. Man, well, so they guess that rumor stemmed from uh, Sony executives talking about that in an email mm-hmm. that they were considering a black James Bond. And it's kind of been rumored before, and then there was some backlash about, oh no, a new girl can't play James Bond. And then, like, a writer of the series, we had this conversation on Facebook, where people were like, but one of the writers who wrote, like, the 75th James Bond book said that he's too thug or street to play uh, James Bond, even though he broke the land in the speed record in, in, in a British car, which is something that James Bond would do. And he wears suits all the time, and he's he, and he's, a, he's a handsome dude. He, of course, he can play James Bond. But I don't want him to play James Bond because I think he's too old for the role. He's older than Daniel Craig. And if they were to... Black don't crack. If, yeah, that's, that's true. I'm 56. Uh, that's true. They, 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 did you see that study that said black women age like 10 years uh, slower than white women? And then they're going to call us mutants for that. Because melanin is magic. Exactly. That's, 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 it doesn't work for everybody because you can see some of the halfies, the, uh, the mudblitz. Yeah, yeah. I, that was my favorite part of when uh, Drago Malfoy would call somebody a mudblood because you you saw the hatred in his eyes when he'd say that shit. Like I heard nigger when he said mudblood. When he looked at him like mudblood, I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Like, it hurts. Like, yeah, yeah, like right. and then you can imagine like ten years later they they re, re, reappropriate the word like nah, what's up my mudblood? What's up my mudblood? And then, then like white kids started using it. Nah, nah, fool, you ain't mudblood. You know, that's our word. You can't use that. <laughs> Let me do some. I want to do fan fiction and just take shit on like uh, tangents that are like. like I want to have drive by uh, wizard fights, like people throwing out death spells out the windows, like run up on them, like break yourself, uh, Slytherin camp, nigga, blah blah blah, mud blood, blah, 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 you know, just uh, right. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to read some read some fan fiction as we start recording tonight. <laughs> nice. I forgot I was gonna talk about something real quick before we before we pause got, it before we got off the show. Uh, Alright, let's pause real quick and we'll come back And then we'll, we'll wrap up How far are we in?
Yeah, yeah. I want to point at you. That's an uh, indication that we're back from our break, and uh, you, can, you can go ahead. And okay, so I, I there's has been like thousands and thousands of emails for me to bring back things bitches like is something I would like to say, but you know, a few of my friends liked when I used to. So I used to do this thing on Facebook about three years ago where I give the uh, you know the public things bitches like. And so I'm not going to do 1 through 10 because they're kind of stupid, but I'm going to just start off at 11. So here's me. I'm doing my thing, how it sounded in my head when I used to write it. And now here's another thalmet of Things Bitches Like. I have a theme song. It's somewhere by Victor Moan Jr. So number 11. Bitches like having slutty friends because sluts get invited to all the cool parties, which bring me to number 12. Bitches like cool parties. And that's. Another installment of Things Bitches Like. Bam. Thank you for that installment, Mr. Moe. Yeah. We're happy to bring that segment onto the podcast. It's going to get longer, people. Just... Hey, we're, we're, bringing it, we're bringing it back. We're I, bringing I, just, it back. I understand you're, you're a little <laughs> bit rusty. It's been a while. You got, to, you got to dust off the cobwebs. And that's that's going to be the show for the week. Uh, make sure to follow us on... We're I, good at this. On iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play... SoundCloud. Shout out to all our new followers on SoundCloud. We just got a couple tonight while we were recording. Nice. Uh, listen to our previous episodes. Yep. And rate and review on iTunes. You See, got any ideas for the shows that aren't stupid? Send your questions and comments to Twitter, to California King 2, myself at Panther5000, or it's Demone, or you can even send us an email at flamingosoway at gmail.com if you have a longer and lengthier question. Or in case you want to send some of your terrible fan mail, or uh, I, like hate, I want haters. Oh, I want, I want. We need some trolls. Can we get some trolls? I will, we'll should we start take, trolling us because our trolls would be the best for us. We need some trolls, man. If you guys want to be racist, go go for it, man. Just just hit just hit us up. Okay. And the best racism is like smart racism. Don't be dumb racist. I yeah. want smart racism. Get get clever about it. Like. Why aren't you helping your people out in the hood and everything like that? All <laughs> <laughs> that good racism that make me think about what I'm doing. I know, like, and I'm like, damn, do you have a point? Like, yeah, like you guys I, talk about racism. What are you doing about racism? How, how, <laughs> how, how can you claim, how can you be like intellectuals and talk about racism, but you still listen to rap that sells crack? Thank you. Bring that stuff. Like, yeah. Vic, I've seen you fuck a ton of white bitches. And like, whoa, 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 whoa. What I do to white bitches in my personal life is my business. Come at us, man. Give us critiques. Exactly. Come hard. But not stupid. Don't just be racist for the sake of being racist. And that's old, all right? That's be racist to have a point. Yeah. We just gave so much fuel to the fire. <laughs> Snap your racism game up, son. All right? It's, it's, it's almost 2016. All right, the N word, bro. That's bad. You can you can do so much better. All right, so much better. You have the internet, man. Get get creative. Exactly. Get creative. Thanks for listening, everybody. Two up, two down. So.